Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Who's Your Band podcast. We have a special episode for everybody today. We are going to be talking about one-hit wonders. We are talking about bands that have charted and only and only have one hit. We are joined today by a very special guest. Uh, this guy is a comedian. He is a producer. Uh, he's our good friend, Mr. Scott Brennan. How are you, Hello, Scott? Hello, fellas. Good to be here. Good to, good to be on a, a different podcast for once. I know Sean's got 11 of them, so I'm glad I got invited to one of them. So thank That's you for very having true. Us. If you yeah. want to do my self-help podcast, believe me, I'll pencil out like nine hours for you. You offering self-help is a scary, scary concept. I'm just just throwing that out there. It it, it kind of is. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah, me giving di- it's like me here, giving guys. diet advice as well too. I get a lot of anxiety talking about like favorite music and things like that. Like as soon as the topic of favorites comes up, uh, music, comedy, I get, I get I'll very in my head about narrowing things down. So, well, the good thing is you'll never hear anybody's list of favorite comedians and hearing either your name or Jeff Paul's name. So you never have to worry about that. Well, what, that's true. What? Why does he have to say that? It's so because I don't lie, Jeff. I don't lie. I speak uh, the truth. I try and keep things on the reg. You know what I mean? Okay. With, yeah. with that, with that, let's get into all this for today. And okay, so we are doing one hit wonders, and uh, you know we're gonna go with our our, our brazen co-host today. We're gonna go with Sean Morton to lead us off. And Sean, who did you go with first? Well, I think one of the greatest one hit wonders of all time uh, is it, it's a cheesy song and it, it got big on rock radio, which which really surprised me was Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Ah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I actually saw them in concert. Um, they couldn't have been headlining. No, they were the opening band. It was it was like one of those K Rock ninety two three Lodo shows where you paid ninety two cents for a ticket, mm-hmm. and it was like them, uh, Seven Mary Three, and Days of the New, which is basically three bands with one hit wonders. Like I said, they can all qualify it. for that list. Absolutely, and uh, people are like looking at them like, "What is this band? They have no idea who it is." And they started playing that song, and the place lost their shit. They <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's kind of like an anthem type of song. You know, you could see people like joining in and 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 jumping. It only reminds me of jump. Oh yeah, it was it was actually really cool to see. But like the lady came out and she was drinking like a, a fifth of Jack Daniels and the nuns outfit with like boxing gloves on. Very strange. Very yeah, some, very strange. Some of their other stuff is actually like relatively heavy, relatively like punkish. It's kind of interesting that that song was the one that kind of put them on the map there. Really, I, I never I, still I never heard only one, one song. It's the only song that charted for them. That's yeah, true. absolutely. That's, that's my first. That's my first pick. That's a good pick. That's a good way to get started. All right, Scott. All right, I went with one that um, you know, the kind of a band that has somewhat of a hippie following, but everyone's really kind of tuning in for that one song. And uh, I went with Rusted Root, uh, "Send Me on My Way," which is just a fantastic song. But really, no one really cares about their other stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it is a good song. It's got a flute, which I'm kind of uh, I'm kind it of does. against the flute. That's why I hate Jethro Tull. Yeah, but it's got a nice flute. It's got a very upbeat flute that puts me in a good mood. When I when I think of that song though, Jeff, I think of like girls wearing patchouli with hairy armpits and dirty feet. Yes, Jeff's type of girl. I like that. I'm a big Lothar uh, person. Well, I can tell back you, in 2021. you would look like a very, very hairy dyke, though. I'll take it. I'm fine. I'm good with that. I mean, yes, I do sir. have the tits on the podcast, but, you know. You, you do. You, you are working your way down to C cups right now. I am. I have a very full B at the moment, just so you know. They're very <laughs> subtle. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So for my, for my <laughs> list, I'm, I'm going to do it in chronological order. And I went back are. decades. So I did. Um, I went back to 1955. Wow. And, okay. Yeah. You were what, I, like 22 back then. I knew. I was waiting for one of you fucking hacks to make that joke. <laughs> you didn't disappoint <laughs> me, Scott. Okay. Nice cheese um, hat. Nice cheese hat. <laughs> um, good comeback. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Penguins doing Earth Angel. And I mean, wow. it is a major, major blockbuster song. You know, uh, it was in the movie Black Back to the Future. It was in Karate Kid 3. It was in 
Happy Days. Um, it's a great song. And the reason, I mean, and they were all great vocals. Here's the reason why uh, the Penguins were only a one-hit wonder is because they have this one hit. You know, the, it, the, the song blows up and they're all fighting over royalties from the song. But Earth Angel is is a really beautiful, great like uh, duopy night. Really, uh, is really like essentially like what a nineteen fifties song is. So that was my first pick. Earth also, Angel the song was covered by one of the greatest bands of all time. I don't know if you know this. New edition. That's right. That's <laughs> but you threw me off when you said band. But yeah, they did the version in Karate Kid Three. Yep. Yeah, this is a very, very common. Oh, I'm sorry, Karate Kid 2. Karate Kid 2. This is a very common theme with a lot of those doo-wop bands. Like, uh, I used to work with uh, Joe Fernandez over at the TV State Fellow Comic, and we, we, there was a summer concert series, and it was always these old doo-wop bands, and they would all have this one major hit, and then they would just cover everybody else's doo-wop band. So they would uh, doo-wop songs. So very, very common in that era. They get that one, and then... Over time, they just keep replacing the members where even like they would have brothers of deceased members, but they just keep that name and keep going, going, going. So very common. I, I like the picture. Yeah, it's like even um, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Yeah. Now it's Frankie Valley. And even though uh, a couple, you know, I think a couple of the Four Seasons, two of the Four Seasons are still alive. Um, it's all right. Different members, you know, nondescript guys, you know, just kind of like to boost up Frankie Valley. Okay, let's uh, let's keep this going. And Sean Morton, uh, a song from high school which I loved, and uh, never had a second hit. But the woman who sings in the band has written a million hits. Uh, What's up by Four Nom Blondes. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, love them. Always a great love song. Uh, Linda Perry, Linda one of the Perry. best, one of the best songwriters out there. Uh, writes a lot of stuff for my girl Pink, uh, and she's also married to uh, Sarah Gilbert from uh, Roseanne. Okay, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, What's up? Remember, everyone loved that. That's a great video too. She was remember she was wearing the big goggles on her head. Yep. Unfortunately, it's one of those songs that every woman in the world sings a karaoke at one point in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, do, I, I don't appreciate that, but uh, I do appreciate a good song. So that's number two on my list. I like yeah. it. Okay, it's Scott. I'm going to piggyback right off of Sean with a, another female singer, kind of in that 90s era. And uh, one hit wonder, but it's one of my favorite songs to do in karaoke. And that would be Love Fool by The Cardigans. Oh, a that's a fantastic song. song. Yeah, it's got it's a, a great song. I always, oh, I always think of my drummer being drunk at this little bar in Bergenfield and him dancing and singing this song at the top of his lungs, and I never let him live it down. But yeah. he, he, here's why I may kind of dispute that they're a one-hit wonder, and I could be <sighs> off on this a little bit. They did have another hit when they, they did a cover version of the Laws song, There She Goes. Yeah, I'm still going to put them into major one-hit wonder category. You never really heard much of them after that. Um, and karaoke-wise, Sean, it reminded me and my friend Jackie, we would sing that in duets every time we went to a karaoke bar. You know, love me, love me, she comes <coughs> oh, the second part. It was great. And I don't think that There She Goes was then, by the way, Jeff. I think that was Sixpence None the Richer. I think you're right. You got you're no, right. Actually, I, I know I'm right. I know I'm yeah. right, which I usually am on this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, so the Cardigans, you know, Loveful is a great pick then. I agree. And that's a great, that's, uh, that's a really good song. I, remember how tremendous that was? That was what, um, that was early uh, 2000s? I think it might have been early. Let me check. Real quick. I think it's in the late 90s, actually. Yeah, yeah I think it's in the late 90s. I don't think that's okay. 2000 yet. I remember you, that do you, that uh, really super cute. Oh, very. Do you have your next pick, Jeff? Is it something from like the 1930s or? No, I'm going to go. I'm moving up. So I said chronological. So I'm going to go 1961. We're going to go into the 60s. 1996, by the way, Cardigan. Sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, no, that song even holds up to this day, I think. It does. Great, great tune. Um, I'm going to go a song that you guys know, but an artist that you don't. Um, the song was uh, called Ghost Riders in the Sky. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you, you know, the outlaws version you know the version by johnny cash in fact johnny cash sang this song on uh, the muppet show but um 
the 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 band that made it famous was a group called the Ramrods, and they did a lot of instrumentals. But this was the only song that really charted for this group. Um, the song was written um, in 1948, and the guy who it was written for was Burl Ives. And you guys know who Burl Ives is because he mm -hmm. does the Christmas songs and you know uh, Silver and Gold and all the in the Little Kid Christmas show movies yep. from the uh, 1970s. So I thought that was kind of like uh, a pretty interesting thing. But there, if you ever listen to the Ramrods, it's all guitar and banjo. And it's a really cool version. But it's the only uh, song they ever charted for them. Hmm. The Ramrod, wasn't that the club that Scott used to hang out with in, uh, in college? He yeah, did, and then he moved on to the Blue Oyster. Yes, yes. you are correct. Yeah, I, I headline there very often, just to let you know. So. <laughs> Uh, so my next one is, I, I think when this song came out, I think a lot of people thought this woman was going to have a really big career because she kind of filled a gap of like kind of soulful, sultry songs. And it was one and done was uh, Black Velvet by Alana Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was supposed to have like this big career and there was a big push for her. Did she ever come up with a follow-up or anything? I'm, she put out another album and nothing came off of it. But again, I'm, I have a little bit of a trend. These are all songs that I was so disgusted by hearing these, these chubby bleach blonde fucking fat girls at karaoke singing these songs all the time. What kind of and life do you live outside? Of I did a lot of karaoke before I had my band. So that's how I got my singing practice in. Yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, a song about Elvis Presley. Yeah, great killer song. I mean, I, I, and it still holds up today too. It really does still hold. And I never heard a cover of it either, which is very interesting. Yeah, I would have thought somebody would have done that by now. Except fat chubby girls who uh, sing this at karaoke. Very true. Yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, Sean. Uh, Scott, I'm sorry. What, what's your third pick? All right, I got. Um, I got a song. I thought this band was going to be pretty huge. Um, they tried a little bit with a second follow-up album. They still float around on these '90s reunion tours. But I went with Sponges Plowed, which I thought was a fantastic Love song. Love that. Oh, my God. Great oh, song. They never. Were... They tried a little bit with Wax Ecstatic after that, but they just, it just couldn't That wasn't bad off. either. It wasn't bad. Plowed it wasn't was bad. Good. The album wasn't very good. But the first Sponge album was, was good. And Cloud is still a fantastic song. But I yeah, have that, to disagree with that, you. That, that had a really cool, cool uh, chorus. Um, in fact, one of my last choices when we get to the 90s is a song that I think is in that same era. Yeah, that's a good choice. But again, um, you're not correct, though, Scott. They're not a one-hit wonder. Because the song Molly, Molly that came out yeah. afterwards was actually even bigger than, than Plowed. 16 candles down the drain. I guess yeah, so. Basically. Yeah, I guess okay. so. You see, you can't get one past Sean Moore. Can't get one. Did I ever tell you that the singer from Sponge kissed me one time? Why was that one of the and where, I went, and where? On track I went to I went to see them at Starland Ballroom, and he's like 106 pounds soaking wet. And it was right when Max Ecstatic came out, and I loved that album. I loved the song. I was right on the front. He's losing his shit, and he's he's singing and dancing around. He jumps off the stage at Bert as a Birchell. Sorry, not Starlin. Birchell. Ah, my favorite. Jumps off the stage and went right in front of me and grabbed my face and kissed me around the lips for no reason. You You've been bright red ever since, man. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been sexually confused ever since. All right. Um... I'm sticking in the 1960s, same year, by the way, 1961. I'm going to go Curtis Lee, and he had a huge hit with the song called Pretty Little Angel Eyes. Um, I don't know if you guys know it. It's, it's, um, a, it was big by Sha Na Na, but um, Curtis Lee's oh, version and Carl Carlton's version were both bigger hits, but this was the one that really charted in 1961 you've heard the song a million times trust me. i've never heard it once i, I like how just like yeah when i get to the 90s that's like seven picks from now like, <laughs> seven, yeah. like fucking four and a half hours in <laughs> yeah i got i got i got a lot of picks here i'm sure you do listen if you're gonna if we're gonna pick one like i'm, I'm trying to bounce around i'm not i had them all written out in alphabetical order i'm gonna bounce around a little bit probably top five Greatest one-hit wonder of all time. Guys made a career off of one song. I have a feeling you're going to have the one that I have on this list. Ice I Ice knew. Baby by Vanilla oh, Ice. No, 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 that's not my pick. 
Ice yeah. Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice made this guy a full career. This guy toured and made millions of dollars off of that. Even he even re-recorded it. I don't know if you know that, Jeff. He did, yes. He re-recorded it. Was it a little hotter version? It was yeah, he changed it to too cold when the whole the whole rap rock shit came out. That's that's badass. That's yeah. badass. Hey, listen, if you're gonna milk something, might as well milk that one hit for all it's worth. You know what I mean? Sean, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me Sponge had a second hit, how can you discount Vanilla Ice and the Ninja Turtle rap? Huge song. I can I, I can easily, easily dispute that. Big hit. Big <laughs> Not even close. Not <laughs> even close, my friend. But yeah, you now he's like he's got like house like yeah, house he flips houses shows and fucking great. Flips houses. I you love remember that when he tried to put out that like corn esque kind of album in that rap rock era. He yeah. came oh, back with like great. a full band and oh, it was great. He did a hard version of Ice Ice Baby. It, it was brutal, brutal. Oh, that's milking the same hit. I kind of yeah. like it though. <laughs> um, what do you got next, Scotty? Um, I'm sticking in the '90s here. Um, Here's a band that, that it, it kind of hurts me to say because they just put out a new album, the first one in like maybe 20 years, and it's fantastic. But their only huge radio hit uh, was the song Stars, and that is by a band called Hum um, that I absolutely loved. Um, and they just put out a new album for the first time. It's heavy. It's melodic. It's very kind of like post-rock. Uh, very good song. But I'm going to go with Hum's Stars. I never heard that. The train to Mars. She's out back. Oh, yes, yes. Star, very yes, heavy, I power chords. Like, yep. Really cool song. I used to cover it a lot in my uh, old bands and whatnot. Very good I didn't song. Know, I just didn't know who the name of it was. But that's a good one. I'm going to write that down to download that for my, uh, you know, my, my playlist when I want to contemplate suicide, apparently. No, please do then. Please okay. do. <laughs> what you got, Jeff? <laughs> I got um, another song that you guys have to know, man. Um, Robert Knight. Ever, everlasting love, um, covered by Gloria Estevan. You too. This was the B side of "All I Want Is You," and then that mm. that became tremendous. But Robert Knight was the one who made it uh, big. And what's great about it is like the the the, the, um, the the chorus, the harmony ooze in it, and uh, a great use of the like, in the, especially in the uh, older, the original version. The the a great uh, Hammond organ sound in in the song, which really stands out, and, and it, it really again exemplifies the 1960s. And it's a great catchy pop song. And I gotta tell you, I absolutely love U2's version of it as well. It is a good version, even though I'm not a super huge uh, U2 fan. I do uh, I do appreciate that song. Jesus, Jeff, we're not out of the 60s yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have more sixties, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of the sixties and then that. What? Is it, that's a good song. No, that's a very good song. Good song. No, that's a good song. We actually know that one. Not yes. little little blue angel or whatever the hell yeah. your last one was. Pretty little angel eyes. Trust me, you know it. <laughs> uh, since I am an eighties uh, fanatic, I'm gonna jump in, back into the eighties a little bit. Uh, one of these songs that you've heard probably sixteen million times in your life. You've heard every cover band in the world do it. Uh, I'm going Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's a great That's, song. It's um, a good pick. It's had a bunch of people cover it, too. I think it was on, like, the uh, Wedding Singer soundtrack, one of those 80s revival soundtracks. But uh, I think if you pick one uh, decade, I think you got to go with the 80s as far as the most one-hit wonders. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait till I get my to my 80s picks. Well, you're only up to 1962, so we're, we'll be getting there soon. So you guys didn't uh, tell me this for a three-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be the first fucking nine-hour podcast we've ever done. <laughs> but yeah, I like that song a lot, so that that made my list. Yeah, that, that's one you can that still holds up too. It's still a yeah. fun song for sure. Um, I'm gonna go. I I gotta throw a little plug in. I actually had this guy on my podcast recently, um, and this was an anthem. I, I, I was probably ninth grade-ish, and um, it, every girl knew it, sang the lyrics to, guys dug it. But I'm going to go with Brian Vander Ark or the lead singer of the Verve Pipe, and that would be The Freshman. It's a killer song. Yep. Killer song. You don't like it, Jeff? No. Really? I, I never liked that song. Oh, I always did. I ne- they, they, they were British, right? 
No, no, no. See, that's the that's the, of the we, verve. We had him on the show, and the verve and the verve. Oh, yeah, they I, did a bit of sweet sympathy, sympathy, yeah. right? Oh, so I asked yeah. him, you know, about how many times he's been asked to play a bittersweet symphony. And he's like, no, nope, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, but he was a sweetheart of a guy, really interesting guy. Um, but yeah, that song was a massive, massive hit. And, yeah, uh, and it was a big hit, but uh, I remember that was all over FM radio. But I, I mean, I never got into it. It was a little too melancholy for me. And there was two versions of that song, if you remember. He recorded yep. it. was originally like a softer, more cool. And then they added a little bit more, like a, a little bit more beef to it, if you will, in the second version. And that's the one that everyone beef. knows. Yeah, you love the beef, bro. <laughs> okay. Why are you encouraging him, Sean? He's. Because it's true. Me. You love the cock. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> the cock. The cock. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. This is like my my wife's favorite song, man. Uh, 1973, King Harvest, Dancing in the Moonlight. Um, do you guys know that song? You so your wife has bad taste in music in and men. Okay, no, you great. You, you you probably heard the cover version by um, the English group Top Loader. They did it in Big Daddy. It's it's been played in a billion different commercials. Dancing in the Moonlight is a really great song. And what's great about this song is, well, it's interesting, is uh, the, the guy who wrote it, who's in the band, King Harvest, uh, Sherman Kelly, writes this song after he's violently assaulted. But the song is a sweet song about like, you know, how life could be so simple and fun if you're just dancing in the moonlight. It's, it's that. So he wrote it after he, this violent attack. That's what inspired him to write it. But you know this song. So I'm the guy saying this, you, you should know this. Did you just get the chills when Jeff was just like, it's, "Life can be so good when you're just dancing in the moonlight." Jesus, I, I, Jeff. All, all I'm thinking about this guy, this poor guy, is getting like <laughs> ass raped in a parking lot by like six men, and then he's standing up, and he's looking up, and he's going, "You know, everything's gonna be okay because I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna dance in the moonlight." Ugh. That's what inspired him to write the song. Ugh, horrible. Oh, listen, I'm that's it. See, see, Sean knows it. Or, or Scott knows it. Of course. So if you okay, been... it's not the verve. Okay, yeah. it's not the well, fucking verve. Verve pipe, bro. Verve pipe. Verve pipe, verve pipe, you know, pipe again. Go ahead, uh, Sean. <laughs> so if you ever went to a bar anytime between 1997 and uh before COVID. You'd know that this is the last song that they play every single night, Closing Time by Semisonic. Uh, yeah, that was, I had that written down myself. I did not like the song, but it. it was, I, yeah, I was not a big fan of it, but you can't And I hate deny. bars that play it when it's closing oh. time. Oh. Even worse is when you have a cover band who plays it as the last song, too, because every cover band in the world Brutal. played that song. That's yeah. right. Not a fan, but you got to put it on the list. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm going to go with, um, Kind of, it, you know, it's a song that you'll sing along to. You hear it. It's a fun song. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm Going to Be or 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. I love uh, that song. It's a great that song. A it's that a is, great You don't like, song. come on, shut up. Oh. fun song. When I wake up. I will go 500 miles and you will go 500 miles. That's a oh great song. God, I'd rather have hot sauce directly poured into my asshole than <laughs> ever hear that song ever. That, that could be arranged, by the way. Oh. Yeah, he's definitely done that. That's why he brought that up so quick. That's right. He, God. I think he secretly wants it. You people are picking some fucking. Everyone I've like picked, song? everyone I've picked has been fantastic and is definitely on a number one pick. <laughs> wait, wait, and wait. you guys are you're, picking you're these songs. Go, you're gonna go out on this limb and defend closing time that hard right now. I'm not saying it's a good yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm you saying it belongs on the list. Fantastic of yours. It's a terrible song. Very different. It belongs on the list. But well, still a one hit wonder. Right. No. Exactly. We also we yeah. also really didn't discuss this. We're just talking about big one hit wonders or good ones. So it's kind of morphed along the way. Well, I think uh, anything that charted, that gave, that gave the band, you know, um, an identity, and it's the only thing, like, like, wait till you get to my next pick. But go ahead, Scott. Oh, I'm up again? All right. Yes. He just, um, he just did. He picked the 500 Mile song. That's oh, a oh, piece okay, of this, shit. Okay. Oh, oh, then I am up. Um, okay, this is my last song in the 70s, and you, if you looked at pop culture in the 70s, especially the early 70s, okay, you know what all the craze was? It was karate movies. 
So how can okay? So how can you if not you fucking say kung no, fu fighting? I'm going to say Carl Douglas kung fu fighting. Okay. Yes, this is the it last was podcast. Sean, this how do you do this podcast. weekly? How do you do this? What is wrong with that? So how is that? It's the only hit that, that he had. Okay, it's the only hit that he had. Sean, what year was it? The, suddenly, the proclaimers are looking real good after yeah. that one. Am I might no, download. It's not. You both of you guys are idiots. That is the quintessential one hit wonder. What year did that come out? 1974. So I can picture you being probably about 10, right? Right. 10-ish with like okay. your little your little butterfly collar shirt, right? Sticking out, sticking out of the polyester suit and you look in the mirror playing that song going like this, right? You did that. You go like you? this. You did, didn't you? <laughs> what kind of karate is this? Oh. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> what a fucking shit show this show is turning out to be. Let me tell you. Oh, the horrible picks that you pick. How is it a horrible pick? Oh. It's it's one hit wonder. All right, Jeff. Apparently it's a one hit wonder. No, not apparently. It is a it one is. hit it's wonder. It is just not a good one. It's just not a good one. But I listen, I I'll bring because you back. Closing time is a better song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely not. Oh, so a better song than so Kung Fu Fighting. I'll go back to the '60s or '70s, actually. Uh, another song that you everybody's heard, and when it's on, no one changes it, and they smile and they bop their head and they sing along to it. In the summertime by Mungo Jerry. '70s. That's not yeah. a bad song. It's a good song. It's been redone. It makes you happy. It's got a good little beat to it. Could be the ugliest performer ever. No, you you took that title a long time ago. Mongo Jerry is. Oof, I've never seen Mongo Jerry. Oh, you guys see him. He had. He had that's my, that's my pick. I, I think it's a good one. You look like Jim Varney. Game. Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> I I picture him being like a black guy with an afro. He's he kind of has a little bit of, of yeah like but he facially he resembles Jim Varney. Does he really? That's that's yes. horrible. <laughs> I remember watching that video all the time. No shit. What you got, Scotty? Oh, I'm you can shush us up and touch the sky. <laughs> and, then dance, and, then dance, and then dance in the moonlight. And then, uh, so I went with, uh, it's kind of a fun song. I'm also going to shamelessly plug, I had this guy in the podcast. Ugh. And I had no clue how we really got him. And I hadn't heard his name in years. But he was just recently, he was in prison for a little bit again. But if you remember the song Informer by Snow. Snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, the man has released Informer, Informer 98, Informer, like <laughs> he does different versions of it, reggaeton versions of it. Um, and it was actually a really hilarious interview. And the guy. Um, so you're going to bust. Well, you're going to bust my balls over Kung Fu fighting, but you're going to pick Informer where you can choo choo down. Uh, Licky Boom Boom Down, actually. Licky Boom um, Boom Down. Oh, that is fucking disgusting. Um, well, I will go on the record saying that uh, Jeff is one of my dearest friends, and he is my podcast uh, co-host here. I love him dearly. Uh, I will definitely pick Snow over Kung Fu Fighting any day. <laughs> What's the bias on Kung Fu Fighting? Oh, wait, till, then if you're going to hate Kung Fu Fighting, you're going to really hate them. My next first, first oh, off, how sure. does Snow Informers not fit this category? It is like, it's a massive saying it doesn't fit this category. It does fit this category. He is, he, Snow is definitely a one-hit wonder. When you first heard that song, did, did you have any idea that he was a Canadian white guy? No. No. Yeah. That would exactly. go to Jamaican man. Kind of gave you that Jamaican vibe. And then you put Absolutely. it on MTV and you're like, oh, shit. It's kind of <laughs> like when you heard Rick Astley for the first time and couldn't believe what he looked like. He looked like, like uh, Ron Howard. So a cool story he told us, he went to prison before, like he recorded that song and then he went to prison and it became a massive hit while he was still in prison. And he came out like, you know, broke. Then he came out to like being able to do world tours like as soon as he got out of prison. Really? So pretty, prison yeah. uh, I think like. Uh, armed robbery or something or some kind of mm. some kind of fight mm. all right all right well all right my yeah. next hit and we're going to go into the 1980s and it was co-written by a former guest of ours sean okay robert tepper robert tepper uh co-wrote this song and it's the video is creepy as shit but the song, the vocals on this song are absolutely amazing you know uh, we brought it up the last time we said this guy's nickname is the voice unbelievable singer 
but the song uh, actually charted twice in 1980 and 1989, but it's the only hit he ever had, Benny Mardonis, Into the Night. Yeah, I love this song. I actually really do love this song, always did. But now if you really think about it, it's basically about child rape. You know what well, I mean? The, op- the opening line, she's just 16 years old. <laughs> leave her alone, they say. This could have been like a Bill, this could have been a Bill Clinton like uh, campaign song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do but, love that song. But Great the guy song. could fucking sing it, man. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Did he just that, die? That's a topic you no. guys should do for another episode. Has, you, I believe you, he has Parkinson's. I think he just died. Benny Mardonis died? I think he died like two weeks ago. You guys oh. should do an episode on great songs with creepy lyrics. There's a lot of them out there. Ooh, oh, that absolutely. could be good too. We could do that one, no. one day. Absolutely. I am right. He died June 29th of 2020. I did. I missed that. Yeah. Wow. I love that song, man. That it's a good, a good one. It is a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to the 80s again. Uh, it's another song that I don't think you're going to find anybody in the world who hates this song. I, think uh, I, I, melt with, I Melt With You by Modern English. No, that's not it. What? Yeah. I actually had to go on stage with Modern English once. Did you? Yeah. Uh, they were performing in Staten Island at the Paramount Theater. And I was working for a ticket broker at the time. And we were giving away uh, tickets for Bowie's um, uh, Glass Spider Tour. And in the middle of a modern English set, they brought me up so I can read off the raffle. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it was a flock of seagulls and the singer was missing. So you had the same haircut. And they were going to bring you out on stage. No, but, but Sean, here's something about modern English. So, okay, so I'm at this concert. Do you, you know they you don't did, have a concept know, of it. They did I didn't know with you twice. Really? Yes. They, they did it in the middle of the set and they did it as an encore. I saw that with Seven Dust one time too. Seven Dust had just come out with their first album, and uh, Black was the big song. Yeah, and they opened with it. They played it in the middle of the set, and then they came out on encore and did it again. They played it three times in one That's fucking hysterical. show. I've I had actually seen three times. Sean, I actually had this song on my list, and here's a great way to tell that this is an accurate pick. If you go to Spotify and you look at their streams, number one stream, thirteen million. I melt with you. Number two, I Melt With You re-recorded, 16 million streams. <laughs> Number three, I Melt With You, the seven-inch mix, 29 million. <laughs> if that's not the epitome, I don't know what it is then. Yeah. Who do you got next? That's me, right? That's you. I'm going to go with, now, this is probably one of the worst songs of all time. Um, and it is the one song in a market that I, is completely untapped over the years, okay? And that is Halloween songs. Okay. The Monster Mash. Okay. Oh, like Bobby Pickett is one of the worst songs in the entire world yet. He has cornered the Halloween market with like three other songs. It's like Ghostbusters yeah. theme, Purple People Eater, and Thriller. That's essentially all the Halloween songs. So I've been saying for years, that's the market to hit. If you can make a Halloween song, you're going to be played for the next 30 years. And that oh, and yeah. Monster Mash is atrocious. Have you ever it seen- really is horrible. Have you ever seen his performance of that on American Bandstand? <laughs> no. no, Jeff. We're not fucking 80. That's why. No, but you have fucking YouTube. Okay. Go and <laughs> that's watch. That's not what you look up first, Sean. Uh, listen, I go down these wormholes. It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, dude, your wormholes are worse than mine. Yeah, mine, always, mine always start with like earwax videos and pimple popping, and then I wind up to like Austrian death metal. I have no idea how it gets to that level. I, I know it's it's, it's crazy what, what, what you go down, but I have gone down this wormhole, got into the monster man because I had had to save because I think I was looking at the big bopper doing um, <laughs> what was his big hit? What was the big uh, Chantelli Lace. Lace? You want to do shout. You got to say, it's this fucking idiot in a suit, and he's pretending he's talking on the phone. Oh like, hey, little I have a story to tell, too. You, know, you, you were what? You're, it's so bad. And I was, so I was watching that, and somehow I got into the Monster Mash. Because the video for the, the performance of Monster Mash, Scott is horrendous. He's making uh-huh. these weird faces and he's contorting his it's so bad I hate that. one time one time i did a rocker romeo show and he did it on halloween and the opening act i did not i didn't recognize who it was i knew everybody else on the lineup actually it was a lineup of all ginger comics which was kind of weird um but 
the first guy that went up there, like he had a nickname or something. And it was a guy in the audience. He had a lab coat on, came up and just knew every word to the monster mash, got off the stage. That's what we call a virgin. It was. Yeah, pretty much. One of the strangest things I've ever seen. And I had That's to follow that, which is fantastic. Um, oh. I'm surprised you guys haven't come up with this song yet. I'm going to stay in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Clearly. And yeah, 1983, Dexy's Midnight Run has come on Eileen. Um, interesting song, man. You don't see a lot of, of like Celtic fiddling in, in pop songs that go to number one. It was a huge, huge hit. And this, if you, you remember the song, because there was a lot of different. Oh, God, yeah. Of course. Save Ferris did a great cover of that. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's like a, a Scott cover, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was really big. It made it into like a couple of those movies in that era. And uh, yeah, I think like something like uh, Can't Holly Wait. You're that probably had, right. That had a great uh, soundtrack. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was the only hit for the band. And again, I think it, it does stand the test of time. It is still a fun song. It is. It's a good song. And now you see all of the, the fake Halloween costumes with the friggin' girls with the name tags as Eileen. They have a little jizz all over their face, and that's their Halloween costume. Yeah, the, uh, I, I know. Yeah, it's uh, we we know. We get you've it. seen the you've seen the meme. Uh, we've yes, yes. yes. All right, I'm gonna stay in '83, '84. Uh, I think the first great music video, not the first one, but the first great music video, uh, "Take on Me" by Aha. Literally, what yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened to that, Sean? That's great. Now it's I got to hustle to my next pick. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, but I don't know if you ever heard this. They actually just re-released it a couple years ago. Why? Uh, they did an MTV Unplugged. And they did a totally stripped down version of this song. And let me tell you something. It is phenomenal. The guy's voice is still there. Hits the high notes. He could sing. And let me tell you, definitely check it out. Because when I heard it, I was I was blown away. I'm very rarely get blown away by a, by a remake or something like that. Excellent, excellent version. And uh, like I said, one of the first big music videos that we ever had on MTV. That is, that video still holds up. Right oh yeah, now. early 1980s, the first half of the 1980s. The concept was great. You know, I guess the execution of it now would be a little bit better, but the, but the yeah. story of it, it, was, it was fantastic. That's a great, great uh, choice. I love that. Speaking song. of ska covers, Real Big Fish did an awesome cover of that take on me. Yeah, yeah, I used to love them. You too. are stuck in the '90s, my friend. Hey, what do you want? That's that's my wheelhouse. There you go. And he's wearing a Chili Pepper shirt to prove it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I also went to the with the '90s on this next pick. Uh, and that was Deep Blue Something's Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ah, oh, um, love that song. Three chord, cool. great song. Yeah, cool song, catchy. You know, you're not going to go call it a classic, but if it's on, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll sing along to this. A lot about breakfast. Did its job. Yeah, yeah, it did its job. You never really heard of Deep Blue Something too much. Heard anybody? Kind of yeah, didn't hurt nobody. It's not like Right Said Fred or or one of those. You know? Oh come on! How, right no, how no one has mentioned that one yet is really blowing me away too. <laughs> That's that's in Jeff's list. We in like a half uh, no, but uh, something right along those those lines is um, my last choice in the eighties. Uh, Nina, Nina, ninety-nine oh, wow. balloons. And here's the thing with that song: um, there's a German. We all know there's a German version and there's a, an English version. Okay, the English version and German version are different like they didn't interpret the lyrics the lyrics are completely different so in the german version 99 uh, uh 99. balloons yeah are uh, really the song is about uh 99 balloons being launched up being mistaken for a ufo in the english version really? it's uh, it's more yeah it's more about um a, it's more a social commentary you know because remember it's 1984 the cold war is still going on the berlin wall is still up and it's about uh, uh, faulty uh, early warnings of nuclear war. Really? See, I, I thought it was like a celebration of the end of the war. That's how I misinterpreted that one. Yeah, but hmm. but you know, everyone thinks like the German version and the English version are the same. Just just you know, uh, they interpret the lyrics completely different lyrics. I'm gonna say it. 
Goldfinger crushed that cover. Just fucking. <laughs> did you see what they it. did during the? Did you see what they did during the pandemic? Best they did the Zoom best version in quarantine. All, all, all five of their videos were fantastic. Oh my god, was that good? That was really good. There was a I great was, band that came about during a quarantine too, which they didn't release anything, but they were called At the Movies. So it was basically like the singer from Soil Work, uh, Bruce Kulick from Kiss, and tons and tons of musicians, and all they did was cover. 80s soundtrack songs like what they I did look, um this is a wormhole for me they, oh my god they did uh we don't need another hero from mad max mm-hmm. yeah mind-blowing they did uh no easy way out by robert tepper Great song. Uh, i think they did the power of love by huey lewis manus but it's like these really heavy metal guys playing these and they, dude the songs are outrageous so check it out it's called at the movies Speaking of like stuff that the, uh, bands or musicians did during the quarantine, have you guys re- seen recently the uh, new new uh, Betancourt, T- Taylor Hawkins, uh, and yes. version yeah. of Barracuda? That girl, that girl can sing. Guess what, Sean? She may be a guest on our podcast soon. Really? Very nice. We Why don't you try and get Nuno Betancourt? I, I wish I could get Nuno Betancourt. I love that guy. So do I. He's no Scott Brennan, though. Uh, for my next few off, you are. My next pick, I actually just heard this song today and I, I forgot about it uh, because I have like one of those iPhones that has like 26,000 songs and I just hit shuffle every once in a while. Okay. Uh, Space Hog, in the meantime. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I, know, I know that name. How did the song go again? Uh, I'm not singing it because I get paid to sing, but uh, it had it started off with that bass line. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Great, great song. Uh <laughs> they put they re-released the album on record store day for some reason like everybody's gonna spend 60 dollars for a one fucking song they only put out one album too only put out one album 1995 during that whole k-rock uh you know alternative smashing pumpkins is the greatest band in the world phase yeah um but i like that song personally did you guys see um speaking of quarantine over quarantine did you see my boy Claudio Sanchez from from Coheed, but uh, Bill Kelher, Les Claypool, Danny Carey, and the guy from Mastodon did the cover of Rush's uh, uh, Two Minutes to Late Night. Yeah, I did. And uh, let me tell you why I fucking despise it. Because first of all, it's Rush, number one. Number two, Coheed and Cambria is fucking atrocious. And the only other band that's worse than Coheed and Cambria is Primus, and he's on that too. So basically, if my if a guy Primus, I fucking hate them. I can't stand them. I just saw them in concert; they were atrocious. Who you you didn't go see them? Who were they opening for? uh, Dude, it was Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, right? Doing an entire Pantera set. That's good. Then Primus. Okay. Then Ministry. With Slayer headlining. Where was this? That's an interesting garden. At the garden. One of the weirdest lineup shows. But that's a good show to see. It's a great show because everybody went there first to see Phil and someone. The place was packed for an opening act because all he did was Pantera songs, right? That's cool. So then Primus comes out and like Cemetery Gates? Of course. And then a third of the fucking uh, arena leaves when Primus is on because they're atrocious. And then, like, everybody fills back in. Ministry comes on. Half you don't like place Johnny leaves. was a race car driver? Jerry was a race car driver. It's a good song. It's a good song. But well, I my, just, my name is Mud. Oh, so <laughs> that, 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 that's a, You're making Sean's argument from if you're going to bring I'm up not that the biggest. I'm not the biggest Primus fan, but I'm a bass player. So, Les Claypool is pretty no, he's amazing. a phenomenal bass yeah. player. Don't get me wrong. He's a, Look, he even tried so out for Metallica. Getty Lee. He tried out for Metallica, and they told him yep. no because he was too good of a bass player. Yep. Well, it makes sense. It's, it's too all over the place for that. Yeah, but it's just a weird band. Like, he wants to be a guitar player, but he's not a guitar player. They are weird. They're, they're not really my cup of tea, but I kind of respect their talent. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, Scott, they're, did... they're like Tool. They're like Tool. Like, I like Tool a lot, but, like, I fucking hate them because they're so good. Ah, Tool shows are so fun as hell. You have a band that's just so good that you hate them? <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't follow that. But I will tell you one thing. When I saw Tool last year, there was one of those shows where you had to put the phone away in the neoprene sleeve. Did you go at the Prudential Center? That yes. One? I was not one person standing during that show. Mm-hmm. Everybody was sat down and focused on this band. And I got to tell you, one of the best shows I ever went to. Because people actually enjoyed the concert. 
What did, what did Maynard, uh, what was he dressed as that? When I saw him, he came out on a guy's back and he was like covered in neon blue paint. No, he was pretty, I think he was straightforward. He was wearing yeah. all black. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, a, definitely a great show. Sky, I do want to ask you one question about Les Claypool. Does he play a fretless bass? Uh, sometimes he does. Uh, mostly he plays a five string regular fretted bass, though. Hmm. He's okay. nuts. He's yeah. absolutely nuts. All right. Let's keep, let's keep right. moving. Go ahead, Scott. All right, I'm going to go completely different genre here. And this is just because I had an absolute crush on this girl. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And that was Natalie Imbruglia with Torn. I oh. thought she was gorgeous. Um, she was. You know, I think she's That's Australian, good. right? She is Australian. What I like about that song is the way it ends with the great uh, slide guitar. Yeah. I thought she was one that would be around because she had that, you know, had a sound that can kind of be generation like it doesn't you know it doesn't quite fit into any you know it's a like pop a 90s version of sheena easton but only yeah. more like alternative you want to know uh, something I, about that song it's a cover really the original band was called edna swap and the song is very very different it's slow and it's really heavy guitar laden and uh it got big because they played acoustic on the stern show huh. this band after Natalie Imbruglia's version came out, and they were like, "Well, hold on, we did this song first, and then Stern did a, did a great cover on Stern." But definitely check it out; it is super, super heavy. Yeah, yeah I just I, I thought she was gorgeous. Back oh in the God, day. yeah, she was very oh, yeah. cute. And a great video too. Yeah, just, yeah it was really just just kind of like her in, looking to the camera and stuff going on behind her, and you know, she really sold that song. Like you know, like when an artist connects with the words that they're singing, like you could feel it, man. I thought that was, I really liked that song a lot. Listen yeah. to the words, man. The man, <laughs> the words, man, the world is watching. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of, of guys who, who really took themselves a little too serious, but I put this down, like, and now I'm into the nineties, by the way. Um, I one hit wonder, but the, but you all know this guy because of his brother. Okay, his brother is, a, is one of the most famous actors. His wife is probably more famous than he is. Amy Mann. I loved uh, Michael Penn's No Myth. Great song. That is a good song. And I haven't heard that in forever either. It's on my list it's too. Forgotten. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's on my list. I love. Wow. I always okay, love that song. Always yeah, love I mean, that song. For, song that's forgotten or overlooked. But when, you, when it comes on the radio, you're not taking it off. No, absolutely. I think it was like... Uh, I think I almost went to number one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 19... I, I, I'm almost positive 19. it was a number one hit. I don't know. I don't know if it went to number one, but you know the lyric. I think like like we all because we all want to be the bad boy. Like we we all <laughs> with, with, with with the soul. Like we all identify <laughs> with the lyric. You know, Romeo in black jeans. Some yeah, of us yeah. wanted to be the bad boy, Jeff, and some of us just were the bad boy. You know what I mean? Were you, are you insinuating you were the bad boy? I was the bad boy, Jeff. Okay, Fonzie. All right. I picked a good one uh, for the next one because it's definitely a one-hit wonder. And the story about the guy is he actually quit. He quit doing music after this song because he said, I was happy. I had one hit. And a lot of people can't say they've had one hit. Uh, you get what you give by the New Radicals. Oh yeah, yeah. And do you know who sings background on that? It's somebody famous, I believe, right? Yeah, well, I don't know how famous she Daniel Brizois, who used to be on uh Archie Bunker's place. Yes, yes. Yeah, she was great part song. of them. And do you know where that video was filmed? I think Stan Alamo, right? Sean Morton for the win. Excellent. That's right. That's a great, great, great song. It's like one of the first call-out songs, too. Yeah. Very true. I, I so that's that's my pick. I thought it was a, I thought it's Solid. a fun song too. You Solid. can't get depressed when you hear that song, you know. You can't get depressed, but I love I love that you know back in the day he 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 was calling out like Beck and Hanson. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. Huge, big beef there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll fuck up Hanson, <laughs> especially that little one on the drums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's up? You, Jeff? No, you. Oh, I'm in the same realm here. Well, not the same age, but a song that I love sing. Like, I'm not embarrassed to sing to. And that's uh, Walking on Sunshine by uh, Katrina and the Waves. Um, you know, that's a song that comes on. It's a fun song. Um, 
I don't know, stands the test of time. I, I actually enjoy it. It's happy. You know, it's, it's a little better when you do a couple bumps of Coke before you listen to it. Um, I'll try really, you're flying on sunshine that point. You know? Choose the American version of Nina. Nina. I don't know about that. She had the same haircut, same mullet. Is that all it comes down to, Jeff? Pretty much. Yeah, she was. Is that what you're going speaking, for? Speaking of mullets, Jeff, it's your turn. Yeah. Ah, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go somewhere else, but I'm gonna go with this because he said walking. I'm gonna top his walking song. I'm gonna go 1991's uh, Mark Cone "Walking in Memphis." Okay? Good song. Um, uh, yeah, and how the song was inspired? He had writer's block. And so uh, he had read an article that James Taylor was like, well, if he had, you had writer's block, he's just going to go, you know, someplace that would inspire you. And he went to Memphis, you know, home of, of jazz. And he talks about it in the song. Um, so he, he, that's why he, he literally wrote down what he saw. And, you know, that was the lyric and, he, you know, had a, the melody and turned it into this like song that was nominated for a Grammy in uh, 91. And I think he won Best Artist that same year. And mm-hmm. there is a great cover that Cher does. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. I'll check that so, out. Yeah, that's my walking song. And as we're in the 90s. This is another 90s song that if you if you hear it, you kind of picture yourself like in your first car. And you put this on to get the girl in the mood, to get her all night and make her think that like you're all romantic and that you're a sweet guy before you start finger blasting her. It's uh, Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. I just heard that on Lithium this morning. It's a, it's a definite, like, it's it's a slow song. It's kind of broody. It's a panty yeah. dropper, definitely. Uh, that's really all I got for that because uh, I basically took a girl and put that song on and... Uh, Tried to finger blaster. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell us more about your wedding. Oof. <laughs> that was kind of rough. Uh, all right, all right, Ginger, you're up. All right, I'm going to go with one of my favorite rap songs of all time. I think everybody loves it. It comes on, everybody's singing, and that's "Just a Friend" by Biz Marquee. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it really good. is. Love it. Love it. I hey, saw baby. him. Like I saw him the first two words. It's on. Uh, dude, I saw him open. No, he didn't open. He performed with the Beastie Boys at Continental Arena awesome. in the round, <laughs> and they brought him out to do two songs, that and Benny and the Jets. So can you imagine Bismarck he singing Benny and the Benny Jets when yes, the Beastie Boys playing? Great. Oh, it was unbelievable. But yeah, dude, totally. It's one of those songs even white guys know every single word to. Dude, it's so good. It really <laughs> is. so good. All right. Um, okay. So staying in the nineties, I'm going to go with, um, I can see Scott Brennan like, like in this song. Oh, give this, it to is, this is a Scott. That's what she said. This is a Scott, uh, Brennan song. Um, the toadies possum kingdom on my list, but I do, do not consider them a one hit wonder, but a fan. Why, 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 why not? Do I, why not? I come from the water was a big hit too. I come from, and, um, Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I like the song too. I, I that one's on the fence for me. That one's kind of really on the fence for me. If it's a one hit wonder, but it's a great song. It just reminds you of like the nineties ninety two three K rock era. They played it like every forty two minutes. It's a really like I think it exemplifies nineties sound. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that, that album Rubberneck, I remember being like Rubberneck. That's right. Yeah, I remember old comp. Uh, what was it? Uh, Columbia House. I remember getting like the twelve CDs for a penny or whatever it was. Oh, and that God, was one yeah. of them, along with like Presidents United States of America and Alanis Morton. All these came at the same time, and um, I remember loving the album. I haven't listened I to it in forever, but I remember loving it. I saw them at the um, old Roseland Ballroom open up for the Butthole Surfers. Oh, it, listen, the Butthole Surfers, one of the greatest names for a band ever, but had like one good song. Pepper. Pepper. Well, who was Cheater in my room last night? Like that yeah, yeah, but, that's like a great name. Uh, it's a, I'll never forget. fun I'll, live too. All right. So only one other person knows this story. So I'm going to tell it to you guys. If you want to talk about something that's really horrific, we saw a band named Shat, right? Okay. Bad band. But. Like, you want to buy our CD? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And uh, he goes, well, why don't you take a look at it? And it was a picture of a girl with her legs spread open with marinara sauce Come on. between her legs and cheese. And it was called Cunt Parm. 
<laughs> so I bought the CD yeah, just for that reason. Just for that reason. That just reminds me of like Wayne's role. Like, who's playing tonight? Oh, the shitty Beatles. Any good? Oh, they suck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If they, if they were going to be paired with, with with a comedian, you could see Bob Levy going on. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, let's yeah. let's let's do um. Oh, one more just went. We're gonna yeah, do one more each. One more each. Go with uh. I'm gonna try and go 80s metal. Uh, for this one, and I'm 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 gonna say they're a one hit wonder. They've been around forever though. Uh, once bitten, twice shy by Great White. <laughs> good one. Uh, I don't think they're a one hit wonder, Sean. They had. Why do you say that, that? That's probably their biggest hit, but they had other uh stuff as well. Do you remember anything by them, Scott? That was that big hit. Um, I'd have to go on Spotify and be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, they, 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 offhand, they, I can't. I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm trying now. to think of offhand, but I remember there were a couple of songs by uh, them. I, and then it, what always throws me off is that they did a fantastic version of uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Well, they actually did a whole Zeppelin album. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, so I'll take that back. I'm going to go with Scooby Snacks by Fun Loving Criminals then. There you go. Great. They had they, Kickstart, Kickstart My Heart was another one they did. Right, right, okay. No, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna go. I like, um, I like uh, that the fun loving criminal. They, I, I worked with them. Great guys. They were the opening act on, I think they were the opening act on one of the Stones tours. Shut the and, fuck up, really? Yes, yes. <laughs> and they were completely out of their element. Oh yeah. Um, it was either it was either the Stones or U two. I, but think I remember you too. I don't think yeah, I was working. I was working the show, and they were on the show, and they couldn't have been nicer guys. But the moment because they were they were playing a fucking giant stadium. That's okay? crazy. You yeah. think they were nicer guys than Shat? I listen. No, nothing's gonna be Shat's album. Though, okay, that's I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it and send it to you too. It sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, mix running. All right, last one I picked. Uh, well, I had a couple more, but this is belief and this kind of was trying to uh to embrace that whole 80s thing but in the early 2000s and they, it was a great fun tune and even the album had some funny songs on it but you never saw them again that was the darknesses i believe in a thing called oh, London. yeah such a good song <laughs> it's so good there was another song on that album which was hilarious it was like get your hands off my woman motherfucker mm -hmm. like it was Great. hysterical but it should have been a hit but yeah his voice uh, was out of this world too it was it was but he, that's really hard to keep going like that trying yeah. to really go on the nostalgia thing for that long you know what they, they, were, they were like uh like the 2000 version of sweet yeah that very glammed up kind right. of fox on the run yeah Remember i could see that yeah. i could definitely see that yeah. it was very on purpose but it's a fun song to sing and play every once you throw it on a playlist every once in a while people laugh you know people have a good time so i believe in a thing called love yeah that was a big, that, good song just I, listen to the rhythm of my heart jeff <sighs> i'm glad it's two on one again i love this <laughs> My last <laughs> selection, um, the collaboration of CeeLo Green and producer Danger Mouse, uh, Nalls Barkley's Crazy. I, I, I love that song. It's so the only good. thing that came out together. Um, you've seen it in a million different commercials. And the video was really cool because it was like that whole Warshak uh, test uh, thing. Where it was Great video. Morphing. Uh, but I mean, come on, fucking CeeLo kills it on that song the way and he listen you know what he he's a very talented dude i mean his, he had that monster hit with fuck you and his then christmas he, album is awesome he just put out a soul <laughs> album uh just came out which i mean it sounds like 70s soul and he announced that they're doing another Charles barkley album did yeah. you ever see his some of the old like atlanta stuff too the old like stuff with outcast is awesome oh too. yeah awesome did you ever see CeeLo green's appearance on live at daryl's house Yes. Yes. One of my favorite shows. Yeah, he does. He, he's really, really good, man. And that's per, that's perfect in his wheelhouse because of that blue-eyed soul, and he brings like that real soulful voice to it. It's a great collaboration. Absolutely, Hall. He's great. This was all right, fun. fellas. Hey, Scott. Um, where can people find you, and what do you got going on? Um, I got a whole lot of nothing going on. I uh, 
I uh, just had a gig canceled tonight because of the rain. Um, next time I have a show is the 26th in Denville, New Jersey, um, with Mike Gaffney, um, Joe Conti, and Joanne Filan. Uh, so it's a good lineup. Um, and the most important thing is they could come check out Verbal Shenanigans, which is a podcast I've been doing for about six years. Great um, podcast. I was a guest on it last year, I think. Yeah, we deleted that episode. But the rest of the episodes <laughs> are, <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of really cool guests what on the show. With these people? <laughs> a lot of really cool guests on the show over the years. And yeah, uh, you, you, get, you do get a, a high quality guest. I will, I will tell you it's that. It's a good I mean, show, man. That's yeah. That's met Scott. So it's been my uh, it's been my labor of love for six years. We're about three hundred and twenty five episodes in. So uh, go check out Verbal Shenanigans. It's on all. Yeah, I don't give anybody credit ever for anything, but it's only <laughs> one of like it's one of seven podcasts I listen to. Oh, good. Really so is. the other six are yours. Uh, no, I don't listen to many of my shit. <laughs> I never so. listen to my own. I edit it and get it up, and I'll never hear it again. Exactly. But yeah, definitely check out Verbal uh, Shenanigans. It's a great podcast. You can get it everywhere iTunes all the places where you can listen to podcasts and uh next week we are uh we have another show. list show we have another list show next week so uh listen thank you all for uh checking out the show scotty thank you for coming on the show thanks for having great. me uh hit subscribe everywhere you can let's boost those numbers up so we can actually make some money doing this shit and uh you know have a great weekend take care everybody Later. adios guys <laughs>